This week, we go from jungle to snowy mountains to pick up our next crew member. And I pray for the safety of my beloved Namisan. I'm Kyle. And I'm Garrett. And we watch anime. Garrett, this week we again string you along to tell you to get to One Piece. You need to get through the Alabasta arc. However, along the way, we forgot to tell you you have to fight booger bombers, fight ninja bunnies, and brave the drama of psycho Lyme disease. This is the part that when I originally watched it seemed like a filler, but instead of giving me fills, it gave me the feels. As we are joined by the lovable Pikachu, I mean Tony Tony Chopper, that's right, this week we tackle the big three with One Piece, the Drum Island arc. But before we begin, what are the new fans going to be expecting from this show? A whole lot of anime, Jai. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, uh, you start to learn a whole lot more about a race of people who are able to uh, shapeshift, uh, as it were. Yeah, and, and I would say that when you talk, we start to get to like the idea of devil fruit. The Zoan seems like the BS one. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I'd rather you know, have bomb boogers than to turn into an ox, for example. Really? <laughs> but I mean, we... you're, you're acquiring their, their strength and their best attributes. Exactly. And so it depends on like, what. I, so that kind of goes into like the idea. Like if you're like a wiener who can't really fight, have a power that like makes bombs. But if you're a good fighter, like Dalton is, yeah, make me a bison every all day or day. <laughs> so uh, once again, we're going to be talking about um, one piece. This is the third of the tackling the big three arc. Uh, specifically about the Joe Island arc. But before we do that, I want to thank everybody for listening to us on anchor.fm slash Wamba podcast, uh, which is our host site. However, you can find us anywhere your podcast is found. Just make sure when you do to give us a five, 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 five star review. It really helps elevate the standings of our podcast and gives more people to listen to us. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. So Garrett, hit them with those handles. Absolutely. For all our fans out there, the millions of fans uh you can catch us on instagram at wanwa podcast or uh follow us on twitter at weeb w-e-e-b underscore noob n-o-o-b excelente so once again we're going to be touching on a show that has been going on for 25 years in november this month garrett Mm -hmm. it will reach 1000 episodes of anime and we are only going to be talking about episodes 84 to 91 crazy i know <laughs> technically we're like eight percent through it yeah if we were to do like yeah you're right if we did the math we're almost 10 percent of the way through one piece it's just going to take us several more months and a whole lot of uh catching up <laughs> to do in the process but uh basically we're going to be talking about the drum island arc this is generally season three of the anime um and, and by the way can i just interject quickly and say one of my favorite things about not only doing this podcast with you but just also our friendship where you introduced one piece to me in the beginning i've said it before i'll say it again i would be on my couch after kyle had moved out and moved up to boston or, or moved to wherever he was and i would reach out to him via text i'd say kyle which episodes are filler again? And you'd be like, okay, so here are the arcs that you really want to check out and <laughs> the episodes in between that you want nothing to do with. And I think for this one also, it, it, this, is start, this is when I started to see, and I was noticing this more as I was going along, where you start to see the stretching. Where you start to see how the episodes stretch. A lot of flashbacks start showing up in this one. Like if we want to oh, see- flash- flashbacks just keep coming back and it just stretches and stretches yeah. and I think so, like seven times you say you see here to look go i lived a good life yeah before yes exactly you we get it the guy was a saint you know what i'm saying <laughs> also like it gets even progressively worse as you get to um other series like um in water seven there's this very poignant moment that they replay 12 times as they give you recap so it gets really bad in terms of how they want to stress this thing up because they know you love it and and you can't do anything about it so um they got you by the arbles so once again the drum island arc is the kind of beginning of the uh, right before the alabasta arc happens i know i say it that like alabasta is the important arc to really get you to the grand adventure of one piece but we don't have our crew fully there yet for the alabasta arc and that's right. where we and also like this is the first time the crew kind of takes a left turn because green-haired uh, swordsmen, sure, you know, uh, big-breasted thieves, sure, pirates with with you know stretchy arms and whiny snipers, sure. But now we have 
a reindeer joining the crew. (laughs) But before that, um, so as I told you, Garrett, we did 84 to 91, but and we skipped a whole bunch. So what I'm going to do first is going to give a synopsis of what Garrett didn't watch, and then we're going to talk about what you did. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me, brother. All right. So before we begin 84 to 91 of the uh, Drum Island arc, really what we left off was that the Straw Hats just escaped this overarching villain of the Alabaster arc called the Baroque Works. And Garrett, feel free to fill in details as we go along. Um, which is a mercenary group of bounty hunters and they're located around the world. And the reason they were attacking uh, the straw hats was not because they hated the straw hats, but they were, the straw hats are harboring this, this woman named Vivi who used to work for them, but is actually secretly a princess. You know, she's like, yeah. Classic tale. Classic tale as old as time. Good old Vivi Chan. So, uh, and then we get to the point where uh, they, as they're leaving little garden, Nami, because she's wearing a small amount of clothing in a in a in a jungle, yes. uh, gets bit by just a giant bug, which yeah. later begins forms the tick. And while you think nothing of it, it becomes a great foil to get us to the Drum Island arc. In that mm-hmm. she gets super sick, like very very sick. And it's at this point that they decided, like, hey, if we're riding on a boat, maybe we should have someone who does medical care on this thing because I don't think we could just spit on it and right. slap a band-aid on it. Yeah, I was like, well, we got someone to cook for us, but at this point, we're just chopping off arms if things go bad. <laughs> I'm just throwing fried rice at the problem, and that's not going to be happening. That's not possible this way. <laughs> and then they were as as they're trying to find a doctor and they get to the next island on their log pose which as you were mentioning in the last time we talked about this is kind of like a compass that takes you to a very specific spot and this yep. island they're trying to get to someplace so they can find the doctor but they get boarded by another pirate crew who's led by this like weird fat goon whose yep. name is Wapole. Yeah. Before we get into like his powers and stuff like that, like explain Wapole, who is the central villain of this particular arc. Wapole looks like a barrel of a human. Yes, he's a very round square. Rotund might even be. I would say he resembles a Klondike bar, if you were to ask me. Like he's he's very square, and he has no <laughs> shoulders. He's like Danny DeVito as the penguin, and that. <laughs> and. He's he has a, a perpetual five o'clock shadow, which has like bolts on them. Yeah, it's made of steel, which, you know, is is a nice touch. This is when I tell you that like H. Oda is a madman. And he's like, right. let's think of these weird ass details. And that's one of them. Let's have a Klondike bar, man. He also thinks he's super funny. Yes. He's like, here's a really mean thing. <laughs> this is and this is kind of like the introduction to the whole like, maybe the government ain't so great. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the world in which there's a unified government ain't such a great idea. So uh, we get these to the point, Kyle, these globalists. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like Alex, there should be an Alex Jones in one piece. It's like, I got the documents right here. <laughs> we got to talk about Alabaster <laughs> with the shapeless shifting lizard people. Which lizard ha- people. There actually would be shape shifting lizard people in one piece of Alex <laughs> Jones. And they actually could control a cabal of people. But <laughs> their name is Hillary. Go on. <laughs> Um, and so they're attacked by Wapole, who somehow ends up chewing on their ship a little bit, which we'll explain in a second why he's able to do that. Mm-hmm. And N- Luffy has no problem dispatching him from the boat. They right. make their way to Drum Island, and we find out that there is only one doctor on the island whose name is Kareha, also known as Doctorine. Garrett, I need you to explain this woman to me, the woman known as Doctorine. Imagine if Kate Hudson from Almost Famous was 139 years old, <laughs> but like still kind of rocking a body. Right. And like looks like she was, you know, a member of Dream that that, you right. know, like, you know, she loves you not like she was in right. that group. <laughs> like she has and, like the perfect 90s girl group outfit. And also remember that scene in the in I think it was the happening where Mark Wahlberg's like, you know, he's going to keep growing. Yeah, hers did. So not only is it going to keep growing, her face is going to perpetually be old. So yeah. this, she's like the perfect encapsulation of Doctorine Butterface, this woman. She is <laughs> like old witch head up top, rock and smoke and bod below. She's also a raging alcoholic. And she's so good at drinking by this point that she's able to drink without, if you notice this, without opening her mouth. Like she like literally <laughs> puts the bottle against her teeth and just like, dun, 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 <laughs> but her mouth never opens. Like she's like, I love it when it passes through my teeth. <laughs> <You know? 
She has a, a cackle and a half, that's for sure. Yeah, and so we're getting to this weird world, and we what we're realizing is that the reason why there's no doctors is that the aforementioned Wapole essentially said, I'm the king of this land who used to be the king of this island, Drum Island, and he decided, you know what? No one else deserves doctors. I'm going to take all 20 of the ones that are in this island, this small snowy region, because it mm-hmm. went from the jungles to snow region, yep. and I'm going to keep them for myself. And he disposed of the others. Right, exactly. So he's a very cruel MFer who really doesn't care about his people. So we then get to the place of One Piece, which usually happens, which is the crew splits up. You got half that are kind of staying with the town. Well, and then Kyle, the other- how else would you get twice as many episodes? Exactly. You have to make it like because because this is one thing that's going to we're going to mention is that like the overarching antagonist of this is kind of a letdown in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, he's not much of a fight. So you kind of have to like nerf the straw hats a little bit in this arc. And so in order for them to do that, they had to like give Luffy hypothermia trying to get you know nami up this giant mountain because of course the doctor couldn't be in a convenient location right you know and so uh and so she they so luffy and because sanji is you know thirsty over nami goes with uh luffy up to the top of the hill right um and the zoro uh vivi and usopp stay down along the way he finally makes it to the top of the mountain and he's like, save my people and all that stuff. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's mm-hmm. injured in this. He's carrying them all. And so you assume that Dr. Kraya has got this thing. But in the process, we meet this little thing in episode 84. Garrett, who is it? And what's what's his deal? Tony Tony Chopper, which is such a weird name. We'll talk about that in a second. But what's what's Tony Tony Chopper's name? Tony deal? Tony Chopper. Um, would more likely be found as a stuffed animal on your bed. I think that may have been the point of this. It's like we don't have enough things to snuggle with in, in our one piece catalog. Like wop, right. the, the plushy waples aren't selling. So let's, let's... Right. he is a tiny reindeer, uh, who's not a heathen. He wears shorts. Um <laughs> it's not like Donald Duck that no, curve. He's a reverse Donald Duck. Uh, he wears a pink top hat that his yep. antlers come through. And perhaps uh, his most uh, striking uh, identifier is that he has a blue nose. Yes. And... He is Dr. Rin or Dr. Kureyu's assistant. Yes. And he's got a cute little voice because he can talk. Isn't that crazy, Carrot? This, this reindeer can talk. And every time someone meets him, they talk to him for three sentences and then they go, wait, you're talking. <laughs> It's like the episode of Family Guy when when Peter finally acknowledges that Brian talks. Like, it has nothing to do with anything. And Peter goes, wait, you could talk? And it was like episode <laughs> 20. <laughs> and so, but the, but basically, he's got his little quips. His first quip is that, like, you know how cats, because everybody has to have a quip. You know how cats hide and they give you just, like, half of their face? Mm-hmm. And, like, as they're coming around, he does the opposite. Like, he only covers, like, the half of his face and then the rest of his body's on the other side. And they're like, you're doing that wrong, man. <laughs> and so, <laughs> And the second thing is, yeah, he's a talking reindeer and he can shapeshift in different things. And why is it that there's a talking reindeer in this world? Um, I I don't. Oh, OK. I don't remember this specific event. He was a regular reindeer. But as we know about Luffy, as we know about Wapole, right. at one point, uh, Chopper ate a devil fruit, right? Yep, he did. And do you know where what the was devil- the devil fruit? They didn't tell you that you've never saw okay. him eating it. It's just, yeah. it's a MacGuffin. It's like most but, devil fruits. It's like, like, he found it somewhere. Field. He was like eating in a field with all the other reindeer. He's the only one to eat the devil fruit and they freaking banish him, man. And they also, he was also already on thin ice. Cause this reindeer has a blue nose. And apparently in that world, you might as well be wearing, you know, uh, yes, you might as well be doing like vaudeville with the black face and stuff like that. This that is, they hate that stuff. Strictly a blood neighborhood. Red noses only. <laughs> So he uh, so he has, of course, the saddest story in the world, because that is what One Piece does. And what it, and as you mentioned, he does eat a devil fruit. It's called the Hito Hito no Mi, which is the human human fruit. So mm-hmm. he instead of being a person who takes on the abilities of an animal because they, they eat the devil fruit, this is an animal who takes on human abilities because he ate a right. human fruit. Right. Um, and we'll talk about the concept and why that's weird. But let's start with 84. Episode 84, the beginning where you started. Nami mm-hmm. wakes up and meets Chopper. Um, and so 
give, give me first off like your first impressions of chopper like what did you think about him as a character and like what's going on with Kareha and all this stuff like he's he's a little cutesy but yeah at the I, end of, yeah at the end of the day like you said they probably just needed more sn- snuggleable characters that they could i don't know make toys out of and sell in stores i'm not sure i'm gonna be honest with you tony tony chopper was a character that i was ready to like throw my hands up over yeah i was like what is this dumb thing i don't know why i'm caring about this thing this is the this is the classic Karoo character you know the like yeah. there's no reason you're gonna care for this thing at least he speaks though and for those yeah. who don't know Karoo is vivi princess of alabaster's like freaking or alabasta not alabaster alabasta um Karoo is her like unable to speak duck yeah that, that's like six feet tall because <laughs> that's one piece nothing makes right. sense and right. so tsunami wakes up and and she meets chopper and she's like why is an animal in my my room what am i doing here and he goes on to drop some medical knowledge on her and he's also kind of a d-bag in the beginning because he's always like because he's he's got a hard edge to him right like people aren't but nice to him I, I believe we like to say he has a chip on his shoulder he I has mean, a massive chip on his when shoulder. your yeah. entire life you've been rejected for your existence i suppose mm-hmm. we can give you a little bit of leeway with being a dick but he also has a very cute side because once you um give him credit or tell him how good of a doctor he is he tends to dance around going like i don't care at all about this thing <laughs> and he's like can't hide the fact that he's very much happy with with compliments yeah he's very like pleased that. with himself he's very pleased with himself and um so he, they wake up and Nami is like, and he's very much in caring of Nami. But then Luffy and Sanji wake up <laughs> and they notice there's now a reindeer in the, in the they area. They are enamored. Love it. Love it. Because one thing we know about, about a Luffy, he's a man of simple taste. And the thing he loves more than anything is meat. And so <laughs> there's like a crazy specimen of, of animal and human hybrid would be yep. something but they don't care delicacy it must, yeah and then sanji's like you know and just boil it in orange juice and you give it the right tenderness and then in like and and, and like luffy's like <laughs> like salivating the whole time <laughs> and so they so i thought it was kind of funny that they chase for the beginning of meeting chopper mm-hmm. they were chasing him around and right. like doing they want to cook him and there's a, so there was a lot of benny hill moments i think in this episode <laughs> yeah just a lot of like <laughs> Like we gotta get him, we gotta eat him. It was very Tom and Jerry in that regard, which I thought was yep. like kind of a waste. But then Kureha is like, man, what a sad life that that reindeer has. And you're like, where is this going? And Nami's like, what do you mean? And then the story. Yes, and then he's like, he's got a star, a scar on his heart. You know, oh, and you're just right. like, and- <laughs> oh, he's got a scar on his heart. Yeah, and that's when we get to probably one of the sadder stories you're gonna get in one piece i would rank this in like the top five things that make you make that actually like still gave me feels as i was going along because chopper has a very sad story so let's let's walk through it right i put it in our notes as like chopper story (laughs) because it is so so I, i mentioned this on instagram in wrestling there's this term we call it cheap heat well we don't because i don't work for a wrestling company but i learned cheap heat is basically when you go to a city and you basically make fun of their sports team or like wear the opposite team's shirt or like you do obvious things that are meant right. to give you emotion. I it's felt low like hanging fruit. This this hit all of the notes for me. It's like sad animal, you know, animal does not have friends. Yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> abused animal. <laughs> like yeah. all these things that like hit me in the heartstrings. It's kind of like the Laboon stuff. That's why I think one at some point you and I are going to rate on how many laboons this is in terms of sadness. Um, <laughs> so like, what's his story? We learn a little bit more about him. It takes like three episodes to get through it. That's how crazy this story is. Um, so what's, what's choppers uh, story for the record is laboon number one for you. Laboon is up there, but it was short. So right. I, this one really, really the amount of times that more chopper detail, is shot yeah. at to get out of people's houses. Yeah. makes me very sad. Because like I right. love animals, so so, so as we mentioned, Chopper is a reindeer who was already on thin ice with the other reindeer because he was yeah. a little different and he had a blue nose. So he eats this devil fruit, and all of a sudden he has the ability to change, and this makes him even more strange. And he's essentially banished from the reindeer commune. And he says to himself, "Okay, well if reindeer don't want to be a part of me, I'll just turn into a human and go down to the village and be friends with the humans." But the issue is that when he transforms into a human, it's not like a full transformation. No, it's like 
it's as if like you took like the beast from the beauty and the beast and you just put like a moderately like normal pure furry face on it yeah and he just starts walking into town with this big smile like I hey guys i want to be your friend right and then they're like and everyone looks at him and goes a monster and starts shooting him <laughs> and so i was already on like oh god this is our, this is going to be one of those stories isn't it one piece damn you ate your right. and so he's already like he he's hated by the reindeers he's hated by the humans but then he stumbles as he's hurt because he got shot at mind you mm-hmm. he meets another character who ends up being his shanks his yeah. you know his uh you know his like nami's mom he, yep. you know usops you know he's his reason for for being a better person is a guy by the name of dr hero luke mm-hmm. um who describe him what's his deal all that stuff so dr hero luke uh is the the stars in the sky to to chopper but to the rest of drum island the nation of drum island he is a quack um you we mentioned earlier <laughs> how other than the top 20 doctors that wapole has uh sort of taken possession of all of the other doctors have been excommunicated or killed or jailed right. or something like that so the only doctors that remained on the island are korea or doctorine which you can't get to her but you because you so basically korea is so independent and like far away and like you can't reach her that's why she that's why she's good and she's very fiercely independent so you're never going to get her but dr hero look reminds me of um someone in like the old west that brings like their magic hair tonic from town (laughs) to town a bit of a snake oil salesman if you know what i mean um his intentions are insanely pure right he just wants to help people and he just keeps getting in his own way because he's not very good at it. No, he doesn't have the expertise at all. Yeah. He's, he's, he wrote, I wrote this in the notes. So like he's the reason why Patch Adams shouldn't have been lauded like it was. <laughs> like, I, I, I remember watching Patch Adams the first time and be like, yeah, you're right. Care should be, you know, and I was like very much in Patch Adams' corner. Mm-hmm. Now, post COVID, when I watch the speech again, I'm like, no, you need to know what the heck you're doing and you should be licensed and you should have a general, like, we should value expertise when it comes to medical knowledge. So, right. here, Luke is literally, he's not just that he's giving you quack science, he's like insisting his quack science on you. Like, the guy can have like a massive cold and he's like, oh no, I got this thing for you. He's like, it's okay, I don't need your drugs. And he's like injecting him with like, snake you know frog no, and, and he turns into a frog and he turns into a frog and, so obviously- and the patient jumps turns green and jumps out the window and he's like huh i thought the 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 essence of frog was sure to work on that one yeah but he's such a swell guy to chopper so we're gonna forgive his medical malpractice right so dr he look is constantly being chased out of these people's homes and no one wants his help and he comes across chopper in the woods and Chopper in the wood. This is one of the best moments in all of One Piece. Chopper, <laughs> Chopper is in the woods in his semi-human form, uh, face down, bloody in the ground. And Dr. Hero Look um, goes to help him. And as Chopper sort of comes back to consciousness, he sees a gun on the ground. Now, it's actually a tranquilizer gun that Dr. Hero Look keeps on him. But he wigs out. He hits Dr. Hero Look. And the doctor's like, how could you do that to me? And in what can only be like perceived by me as like an ability to get on Chopper's level. This was do- so, this is by the way, I want to point out this is how I solve all of my problems, Garrett. <laughs> the doctor stripped down and hung his clothes from an erection. And he says, I'm never gonna shoot you. That that always screams to me. This is a man to be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how well I hold up this coat. <laughs> <laughs> In the cold, trust me. Oh my it's god, so weird, right? And, and Chopper's yeah. like, oh, I do trust this man. <laughs> so, so like, Chopper, I don't understand. Penis. So Chopper goes to live with Doctor Hiroluk for like a year, and at the end of a year, um, the doctor declares him healed, and he turns into a total jerk and he kicks him out. And really, what it is is that mm-hmm. Doctor Hiroluk hates goodbyes, right? And even worse than goodbyes, he knows that he himself is terminally ill. He's got he's, consumption, you can see. He's got the right, like, yeah, the bleeding <laughs> looking the at the bleeding of, hand that the that classic yeah. trope. Um, and so he doesn't want to tell Chopper this because he doesn't want to hurt Chopper. So he he kicks him out in the hopes that Chopper will just go away and 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 forget about him. 
Yeah. And so two things to note before uh, kind of going forward with this is that first and foremost, why is he called Tony, Tony Chopper? Let's walk through that. He is. So, you know, why Chopper is there? Did you remember that? He did mention it, but I have to talk why about he's what? Why he's called Chopper. Do you remember that? Yes. Um, because he's, he has antlers that can chop through a tree. Yes. Which is funny. Okay. I'll give it to you. But sure. Tony, Tony is because in his, because mind you, we say reindeer, we say person, but his like go-to is to look like a tiny teddy bear with yeah. antlers. So he, his, he's very tiny. And so when he does this, they say he looks like a tanuki, which we talked about before is like a raccoon mm-hmm. dog. Yep. And so Tony, Tony comes from that tanuki, tanuki name. Okay. So basically his name's Tony, Tony Chopper. Terrible, terrible thought process. <laughs> they should have brainstormed a little bit more to get there. But, but that's what he's called is Chopper. Mm-hmm. And um, the second thing is that um, here, Luke, as you said, is dying. But also he tells these stories about his kind of theory of change when it comes to being a doctor. Right. That it's not so much that, and this is once again, this is the Patch Adams theory in my mind. Mm-hmm. It's not that like you definitely need to, to cure every ailment because it's impossible to do it. But sometimes the worst sickness mm-hmm. is the sickness of the heart. And he tells right. the story about a thief who was very, very ill. And everybody told him he was not long for this world. He stumbles onto a cherry blossom grove and it lifts his spirit so much that he healed him, that, that it healed that, that thief. Mm-hmm. And so it really kind of talks to that idea of like care being an important thing. Yep. Um, and so he also learns that he, Chopper realizes that he's sick. And so that's why he got kicked out. So he does, he's not mad at him. So he goes on this like odyssey to help hero Luke. How does he do that, Garrett? Uh, how does Chopper go on an odyssey to save Hiraluk? Yeah. So he overhears um, he overhears one of the uh, doctors that has been taken by Wapol asking uh, that someone find him a mushroom. And so right. Chopper is like, ah, this must be this special mushroom. And it's called like the, uh, uh, do you have it written here? Adamame? No, not Edamame. Yeah, it's, it's something of that nature. Yeah. Adiame. Adiame, yeah. Okay. And he has to go on this quest to try and find it because he believes that um, that this will be the way to save him. Now, I have to take a half step back. Right. So this this is important more, too. Yeah. Color here. When Kyle spoke earlier about the thief who was sick and he went in, there was a miracle that purified his heart. What happened was it was the first time he saw thousands and thousands of cherry blossoms and the pink, the pink petals fluttering in the sky renewed the thief's spirit. So he, he had a look, Dr. He had a look, treats himself as like a pirate where he has a pirate flag. Yeah. Uh, because he's a bit of a rogue and there's petals all over it. And he says to Tony, you know, this is what's going to save the world mm-hmm. is this, this curing of the, the human heart. Yeah. So Tony says, oh my God, I know where that mushroom is. So he goes on this journey that is like insane. He yes. has to like, and it leads to like an epic battle with like the king of his old deer commune. <laughs> um, he gets his ass whooped, whooped, just whooped. Uh, and he finally finds this mushroom and he somehow launches himself over a cliff in order to obtain the mushroom. And he brings it back to here to look and he opens the door and he is beater. He is battered and beaten. Like looks yeah. like complete ass. He has his yeah. horn broke. His one of his antlers broken yeah. that kind of stuff. And he had to look as well. Like what happened? What happened? And, um, he goes, I went and I got this for you. And he had a look is just so overcome with mm-hmm. emotion and, and that, that the chopper went on this journey to save him. Mm-hmm. So he makes a soup using half the mushroom. And he's like, it tastes terrible. <laughs> he's like, but all things that uh, heal you <laughs> taste terrible. Yeah. And, uh, and another thing at this that's happening at this time is that Walpole is trying to do what's called the doctor hunt. And so he's staging these like fake, like, mm-hmm. oh, the doctors are sick and they need to be healed in order to heal the country. Right. So Corey has not dumb. She's not going to fall for it. But, but here to look is a little bit of a, 
he's a, he's a go-getter, you know what I'm saying? So that yeah. puts him in these situations. So Dr. Hedeluk disappears because he wants to go help the sick doctors. Yeah. And Dr. Korea, Doctorin, <laughs> uh, shows up and asks Tony Tony Chopper where uh, the guy is, where Dr. Hedeluk is. And he says, oh, he, I don't know. And she's like, how, how, you know, of course he would act so impetuous, you know, when he has so little left to live, so little time left on earth. And Chopper's like, oh, but I cured him. She's like, what do you mean you cured him? And he's like, I gave him this mushroom and he shows her the remainder of the mushroom and she kicks him in the face. This is one of many abuses that happened to this little tiny. Imagine right. someone kicking a Cabbage Patch kid across right. the room at least seven times over and the course of three episodes. She's like, what did you do that for? And he's like, no, I cured him. I cured him. And this is I don't I don't know if this was endearing or if I thought it was. I, I guess I understand. I'm it. endeared. I was endeared. And he says, no, no, no. I saved him because his symbol is the, the pirate skull with the flowers. So I went into the mushroom book and I found this mushroom and it had the pirate skull, which means it's freaking poisonous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he but says it so earnestly. Is, he had a look was no idiot. No, he he took it because he knew his time was up and he was so gracious and, and had gratitude for for chopper doing all this for him they didn't want to let him down he's like if i'm gonna die why not right right and right. so he gets to the top of the of the cat to the castle mm -hmm. and of course walpole is there with all the guns and saying like ha 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 i tricked you and yep. hero luke which inspired everybody was like oh thank god like he's like gonna get killed basically essentially yeah. but he's just so grateful that no one's actually sick Right. And he was then goes into this, as you said, oft repeated <laughs> soliloquy, de yep. death soliloquy, in which he talks about like when is a person truly dead? Is it when I'll tell you when, Kyle? Oh when? no, no, I'm sorry. We can do this. Is it when he gets shot? No. Is it when he eats a poisonous mushroom? You might think so, but no. Is it when he dies of a long, long disease? No, sir. When does he die, Garrett? <laughs> He dies when he is no longer remembered by anyone. So which he then pours himself a little sake, says, I lived a great life. And then he just, uh, for some reason, instead of shooting him, they blow him up. <laughs> oh, see, I thought he drank a concoction he knew would explode. Possibly. I don't, I don't remember. But it was just Because like, I thought it wiped out some of their guys, too. I don't think he would intentionally do that because it wasn't he a doctor. He didn't want to hurt anybody. I don't know. But basically, here Luke dies with like a, I had a great life. Yay! Boom, and like he's gone. So, Doctor Ian's like, "All right, I get you followed this guy for a year. He gave you the ideals. He made you, but let me actually teach you some real stuff, son." <laughs> and so she then takes him and actually teaches him real medicine, real science, mm -hmm. and actually had to do the job. Yep. So, to which I say, this. So this is when you when you when you ask like, "Is Laboon the saddest?" I want to give it the baseline, like. It gives you a quick cry. You feel some resolution. So that's equal one laboon in my mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this story gets, gets three and a half laboons, right? Okay. <laughs> because it, it did one thing. One, Chopper's cute now. I, I, my ability to dislike him really was gone by the end of the story of, with here, Luke. Mm -hmm. He gets abused for the whole three episodes. And I'm so sad. Because you got to understand, the voice actor, the voice actress for... Chopper is the same one as Pikachu. So if you can imagine, it's just like someone kicking Pikachu across the room over and over again for three episodes, like yeah! getting, you know, stomped. Right. That's two levels of sadness. And then I think the story of endearing, it's kind of like what made Coco sad for me of the whole, like, remember me, mm. memory is what's most important with Best death. Pixar movie. Yeah. yeah it, it, like it, it distilled Hero Luke's story <laughs> into, a, into like a story with Mexican overtones. Right. That gave it three laboons. And on top of the fact that anything that involves animals, I get sad instantly anyway. So for me, it gave me three and a half laboons in terms of the feels. Did yep. you, now, once again, I always get nervous when I show uh, this to someone new because mm -hmm. I don't know if they're going to have the same visceral response. It's mm -hmm. a risk. When you tell someone this is your favorite movie of all time and they don't 100% love it, it's, it's a risk and because you're going to be very sad about that. Right. I, I, I'm going to hold my expectations. So as a new fan watching it, I don't know if this is the first time you watch it, but say this is like the first time you watch it. This is it. the second time I'm through it, but yeah. So you were expecting some stuff. Did it give you any of the feels? 
It did. And actually, while I mock the I lived a good life thing, I only mock it because they did it like eight times. Yeah. But the first time he said it, it I felt the pangs, man. Yeah. And it was I lived a good life. You just think about like, I don't know, the power of the human spirit. I, I also think that like it get, one piece does this thing where I don't necessarily cry, but I get that like thing where like something's pulling your esophagus and getting like the air to leave your body. Like you get that, like <laughs> you're not going to cry, but it gets that like beginning stage. It's like yeah. when you're heaving and you're about to throw up, it's that kind of sound. They're like, <laughs> and then you just stop because <laughs> you remember you're watching it one piece. <laughs> there's a few moments. Of, there's like a, there's like a, a max laboon thing that happens later when you meet the second to latest um one piece character that, I can't wait for you to watch. Um, I'll just tell people out there, listen, it's Brooke. Once he, once Garrett meets Brooke, that's okay. the thing that like legit made me cry watching it. So, um, but, but we are a long way from that. So basically um, it's a sad story and, and, and it really touched me and it brings me to like what ends up being the second half, which is the battle for drum Island. Wapples back. He's there to kick some butt. Luffy's there and he's, you know, sees how much of a jerk that Wapole is. And he also notices that, the 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 Jolly Roger, this the cherry blossom Jolly Roger that here Luke has, Chopper has this devotion to it. So this kind of connection of your spirit being tied to your flag, which is tied to how you live your life, is right. very much tied to this idea. Mm-hmm. And I need to preface this by saying that this is, as I said, it's a letdown because you're not getting Mister Three who has a legit shot of killing you. We're talking about a guy who has something called the Paku Paku Domi or the Munch Munch Fruit. Right. So. Let's talk through the let's talk through the three devil fruits you see here because we did this last time, and we have to start with Wapole's devil fruit, which is the Munch Munch fruit. Yep. What what is the properties of it? What does it do? Uh, there's a couple properties. Um, primarily, he could just eat everything. Like he, when he they're first introduced, yeah. when they're first introduced to him on the boat, he's like, "I'm gonna eat your boat," and they're like, "What?" And he can just start <laughs> taking chunks out of the boat so he's got a jaw of steel which means he can crush you he can eat you Mm -hmm. he likes to try and eat people because he can crush them in his jaw um that's property number one the second property is he has the ability to take on properties of things he ate so for example at one point during this episode he threatens to open up the door to the arsenal where there's tons of guns cannons and weapons and he would eat all those things and he could transform parts of his body into those weapons so he could walk around being like a giant like missile launching machine right and it also has the the touch of Oda, which is it looks ridiculous the whole time mm-hmm. but it still somehow gets menacing it's like yeah. mr three it's like there's no reason to be scared of a man who's called himself a candle man with yeah. his hair with a giant three on fire in his yep. head but he manages to do it. and i think that's the perfect balance that one piece does very well is the goofy not too stressed you will never stress you out but you feel real tension mm-hmm. and it's masterful i would say Etro is the best at this okay and so um so that's the munch munch fruit um the the next one is the hito hito no me and you're probably wondering what is i'm gonna have you ask it because i'm pretty sure everybody asked this question about the hito hito no me what is the obvious first question you ask when you hear that there's a human human fruit what is, uh, what is the obvious first question? I don't know if there's anything obvious about that. Like, I think the very obvious question is, what happens when a person eats a human-human fruit? It seems like oh. double dipping in it, right? Oh, like, yeah, I suppose that would be. So Look someone asked this. big brain. I know. Well, I'm, it's not because I'm, this, is, this, is, this has been in weave circles for bajillion years. Got it. And apparently what Ichiro Otis says, because they ask him this question, like, what happens if a person, not a reindeer, eats the per human-human fruit? And he goes, you become more enlightened. So think about that when we talk about rating its usefulness and what you think about it as a devil fruit. It's basically wooey. <laughs> you you basically your your world becomes civilization and you can <laughs> and you can bomb Gandhi, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then the so that's the second fruit we see. And then the third one is the first real Zoan that we see. As as we mentioned, Paramecia fruit are gives you abilities. Zoan turns you into animals, as you call animagi. And then there's Logia, which turns you, makes you a part, an intangible element, like mm. smoke, fire, ice, that kind of stuff. Mm. So this is the first real zone you see in its full usage as, as a thing. And this is called the ox-ox fruit model bison. 
So there's going to be a lot of fruits in a genera, and then it tells a specific thing. Yep. What is, so, so, so talk me through that power, the bison fruit. What does it do? Well, um, Dalton is uh, a subject of the kingdom of um, Drum Island. Former and guard of Wapole, yes. Former guard of Wapole, who had a big change of heart. And he is a beast of a man. He is broad-shouldered, broad-chested, tight, black, hair bun pulled back. Um, and so he's a big, strong guy. So his powers with the ox ox fruit is he takes on the characteristics of an ox in his face with the nose ring. Uh, but everything that he already is a good fighter, strong is amplified. And that this, and this arc also brings up what zones do. The first is you could become a full version of it. So say I ate the ox ox fruit model bison. I can become a full bison. Yep. If that's what I want to do. I can also become a hybrid, a perfect half and half. And that's what Dalton does in the situation, which mm -hmm. you're two-legged ant, you're two-legged person. You have the structure of a human being, but the meat and, and hardiness of an ox. Mm -hmm. The third thing is you could take components of your animal, say just the horns, and make that part of your ability. So mm -hmm. some people who like say take a bird one, make just make the wings to fly away. Okay. So that's what a zone does. So for people who are good, as you said, already strong fighters, a zone only adds to that idea. Okay, so we've kind of talked over, these aren't the most impressive ones you'll see, but it's just important to talk through them because it's just, as I said, it's like Zanpakuto. You have to talk about devil fruit. Well, the Munch Munch fruit is pretty interesting because he also, he finds himself chasing Nami throughout the castle. Right. And he gets stuck in a hole and he's like fat. So he's stuck there and he goes, I know how I'll take care of this. And he eats himself into a bucket. <laughs> like literally his mouth eats the rest of him until he, <laughs> until he becomes a silver trash can that bounces after her and then he <laughs> says a little spell and he becomes a super thin fit wap hole why didn't you just transform into right. that when you were in the hole <laughs> okay back to the hole so yeah so that gives so gives you some applications for it i want you to see some applications for it so what we're going to do is we're going to rank these three devil fruits uh -huh. and you're going to rank them out of one to ten point point fruits right mm -hmm. <laughs> so Let's start with the munch munch fruit. You can eat anything you want. You can turn anything you want. I would say if I had the munch munch fruit, I would basically turn into Doritos and <laughs> like spicy Cheez Its. Gary, <laughs> what would you turn into if you munch had the munch munch fruit? Uh, <laughs> recently, just like a giant jar of hummus with pita chips. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of gives you to like the real world application versus how it's portrayed in the show. Right. What do you rank it out of one to 10 point point fruits? I think this is actually a really strong one. Yes, I, I think it's one it's to the 10 points. I'm going to give this a seven. Yeah, it's a pretty strong thing because it does lead to some imperviousness. And the I said, as I said, with One Piece, versatility is key. Mm -hmm. So the more you can do with something, the better it is. Yep. That's what I feel as well. Uh, some side effects is you have to eat it. That's the first thing. Right. Like you can't just, you can't, it's not like a long distance thing. And uh, the third thing is that it leads to some weird like Frankenstein stuff and that he can eat his, his, his two guards and make them into one person. And it makes right. this weird like chimera thing going on. So I get, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give it a seven point point fruits. I think it's a pretty strong one. And I think it's versatility leads it. Mm -hmm. The second one is the human, human fruit. And this is if you eat the human human fruit and become basically uh, Buddha or, or, you know, uh, Confucius say, <laughs> you know, by eating this fruit. Five. You... Yeah, its application really doesn't work all that much. There are Hito Hito Nui model something that makes them better. Um, yeah. But this is just too, too big. When, when other people have a special power, they're like, oh, my God, he must have eaten a devil fruit. But that pretentious smart guy in the corner. Yeah. Like, no one's like, oh, man, he's devil fruit smart. <laughs> I'll just be like, I thought you should follow the science. <laughs> it makes you really good at arguing on the internet. <laughs> it makes you the perfect troll. You become a troll troll fruit. Yeah, I get you. I'm going to give it like a three, a three on the, on the, I think our the... friend Nick ate one. <laughs> it's the smarm smarm fruit. Uh, <laughs> so the last one we have is the bison, the bison fruit. Would you, uh, would you want it to be able to turn into a bison? Well, I mean, <sighs> A bison specifically, no, but in a greater, 
in a wider spectrum, sort of the Zoan, like turn into an animal and gain those. I, I give it a, I give it a six and a half. Cause I mean, who, who doesn't want to be a big, strong, fast dude as sort of like a amplification of powers. I I've seen video of bison being able to flip trucks. So these things are strong. Yeah. So in my mind, it does make you very strong. And imagine having that strength and the faculties of a human. I think it would be pretty interesting. And if you're already strong, then it might be a good fit for you. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll okay. get like a six and a half point point fruits. Okay. Would you? So, and so the big question is: there any of these you would eat? Actually, eat if you wanted to live in the One Piece world? Uh, I mean, if I had to pick among three, I'd my scores give away that I would eat the munch munch fruit, but compared to what we've seen so far, no, I would pick others. Yeah, I would pass these in the, in the devil devil fruit market. Um, <laughs> so once again, this is, we're back to the battle for drum Island. Uh, Walpole's back, back again. I just envision they, they like you pass on them in like the supermarket mm-hmm. and they, they like, uh, they're tapping them. Up. Well, no, they, they get back. They like give them away in those like misfit vegetable kits. Like, <laughs> It's like this is our ugly fruit, you know. You're gonna to want to train. You're like just tapping on the mojito hito to me, right? It's like this one's still ripe. Which, which I don't know how you feel about it. My wife is constantly railing against companies like Misfits because she's like, those things don't actually get thrown away. They just use them to make apple juice. Like, right. yeah. But yeah, anyway, enough about that. So we get to the battle for Drum Island. This is where I say the payoff doesn't really do because, as I said, Walpole is not very strong. His henchmen right. are also kind of big goobers. Talk me through his two henchmen. We got the archer and the fro man. I don't even right. I don't even remember their name. That's how much I didn't. They're forgettable. They are. So the archer almost looks like a character on the back of a playing card, almost like a court jester. Yeah, chess was his name, I believe. Yes. Yes. Right, well, right, chess, and the other one's like Ramiro because when they Mar-imo. combine, they become Chariro. What what do they become? It's Marimo. But I would love it. If it was like chess and like Ramirez <laughs> for some reason. It has nothing to do with anything. It just has a random last name. Chess. Um, yeah, chess. My your soy chess Ramirez. <laughs> right. So they're a bunch of yuck yucks. I mean, they're stupid. Um, chess. The the archer, like I said, looks like he came off the back of a playing card, and uh, Marimo. Looks like a black exploitation character. For he like, is. He is. He's someone that 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 uh, Quentin Tarantino would force to make say the n word right. at least forty times in his movie. Right. And so check this out. So chess, his ability as an archer, great. At least that's like a valuable okay. weapon. Um, Marimo <laughs> is able to like clone and replicate the fro in his head and attach it to you using static electricity, so that you are annoyed by it. And you are ultimately distracted while someone attacks you. Not a devil fruit, mind you. <laughs> this is just the, an ability. Just the ability of having curly hair, you know, Yas Queen, perfect, you know, hair. I do. I do love when Wapole like powers up and he eats both of his like uh, yeah. henchmen and they come out of his stomach. And one of the characters, I forget who it is, says, isn't that just the one guy sitting on the other guy's shoulders? <laughs> Basically, it's it's not a complete chimera. It's like random parts. And like his feet are coming off the shoulders. It looks really weird. And they talk at the same time, which is super annoying to listen to. Right. But the big thing that um, this is where Chopper and Luffy make their connection is that the flag is still there on the castle. And Waffle's like, that's disgusting. Screw pirates. I deserve my castle back. And so I want you to destroy that flag. And Luffy, taking the full brunt of a cannon fire, basically, yep, protects the flag. And this is where, once again, you're going, Luffy's annoying character. I love Luffy. It's that swing, right? Yeah. He's the best person ever. Yep. And he's like, this is valuable to you. I'm going to protect it. And I want you to be my Nakama. Yeah. And that's when this is where this is like, the, the theme of Nakama is because Nakama doesn't mean friend or crew member. It means like, I want you to share the path with me because you and I have a, a shared spirit essentially. Mm-hmm. And this gives him the feel. And then we get into a pretty quick fight because it doesn't really last that long, but we learned that Chopper is actually more than just a Zoan. He's pretty, he's kind of figured out the game a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, normally. And this kind of uh, blows Wapole's mind. Um, Normally, when you have the Zoan fruit, you can only have three, three like, yeah. different forms, uh, three different transformations. And so let's say Chopper has muscular Chopper and Chopper has 
uh, tiny little uh, Dr. Chopper, and I forget what his third one was. But Chopper, in his years working with Doctorin, in addition to becoming a accomplished and great doctor, did further research on his abilities. And was it five or seven? Seven. Seven different Seven different forms he can take. Now, some are more strong than others. Right. But still, the ability that he can change into seven different things is something no one else there has seen. And also it gives him massive intelligence, which is really important when you're doing doctor work that you're actually really smart. He has this thing right. called brain, they call it points. So like brain point, muscle point, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. it's a very, it's a very impressive. It's what also impresses Luffy to say, yeah, I definitely want this guy in my team. Because there's always a part where Luffy sees the guy fight and is like, ah, me likey. <laughs> and that's exactly what happens with, uh, with, um, and so they beat him. It's, it's kind of like, like a, a keep away match until Luffy finally punches Wapole in the face, which is the make the, the big payoff. Yep. But that's not the ultimate payoff. The ultimate payoff is that Chopper realizes that because because Luffy, once he realizes that he wants you to be his crew member, kind of doesn't give up on you. Yeah. And he just will stick around until you, you agree to it. But Chopper kind of wants to be a, a a straw hat. He he believes in the pirate way because that's what Hero Look got into him. And so he goes to Dr. Reen and he's like, Dr. Reen, can I, can I please be a pirate? And she's like, I forbid you. God, gosh, darn it. And this is one thing, like, can't people just like say bye to the guy? She throws an ax at him. She you know, throws a flail at him. Says, get out of here. I, I refuse. Like, nah, 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 nah. And yeah. so Chopper escapes. And as he's escaping, you see a tear on Kareha's thing. And she goes, all right, guys, let's send him off the right way. And this is where, I kind of got real feels was the, was the send off. Right. Talk me through this because I think it's endearing. It's important. And I think it's the, this is the ultimate payoff. Usually the payoff is punching the guy in the face. The payoff right. in this so, one is, is the healing of the heart. So Korea, um, before Chopper decides he's going to go, starts telling all the returning guards to the palace to open up the armory and pull out all of the cannons. And, um, they're like, uh, okay, lady. And so they start getting it all. And Chopper decides he's going to go. And as you said, he tells Correa this. And she, because she's super in touch with her emotions, chases him Healthy. everywhere. Healthy Throw- emotions. Throwing axes at him, kicking him across the room. And she's, he's like, no, no. And really, you could see what's happening. She's just like he had a look in that she's she doesn't do well with goodbyes. And she's just trying to kick him out so that she doesn't have to say goodbye. Um, and so... She, she chopper goes away crying and he's upset he's thinking about all of the good times that he had with dr kurea and dalton comes up to the doctor and he's like oh you know why did you do that and she's <laughs> that like, was harsh lady <laughs> yeah she's like well you know I, I don't like to cry and she goes let's let's go give him a proper send-off so she goes back to where all the weapons are all the arsenals all the cannons and right before he had a look the crazy doctor died he believed that he had created um, the cherry blossom that would make the hearts heal on Drum Island. Now, Drum Island is a frozen island, so cherry blossoms are not going to grow there. Not happening. But he didn't literally mean cherry blossoms. So he created this powder that when launched into the air would attach itself to snow and would turn snow pink. So that you could look up and it would appear as if the snow that was constantly falling would be cherry blossom leaves falling. Yes. And somehow Dr. Correa has over the years made a bunch of this backwards engineering from his recipe. Right. And she launches with every cannon in the kingdom into the sky and it is raining, quote unquote, cherry blossom leaves and the mountain that the castle used to sit on ends up looking like a giant cherry tree as well and it makes the very cute chopper with the perfect pikachu view voice be like <gasps> oh god oh god and i i had that like that same like <laughs> reaction as i was watching it because it's true it's, it was very heartwarming so that's my question did the payoff happen for you did yeah. that did that emotion of yeah chopper you finally got here Luke's will is real and they proved it to you. And, you know, let's, you know, this is, this is your, this was his dream realized that the, the kingdom can be healed from Walpole's reign. 
And I think the payoff is always good. I, this is the third time I'm watching it. I'm still like, like it's I don't think the payoff for the kingdom is as good. Like, I still don't think that I think they're going to be like, hey, pink snow. I hope that doesn't pollute the ground. <laughs> um, but but in terms of Chopper, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, because this poor guy needed needed a win. <laughs> yeah. he, you know, when Kevin Malone is like crying, he's like, it's just good to get a win sometimes. You're, like, you're just like, yes, yes, you deserve a win. Sometimes, Chopper. And I think he got it in this one. So What I, episode did Kevin Malone cry in? It was, I, I, for, I think it was just like, it was something in the office in which mm-hmm. he wanted something to happen and it happened. And he was just like crying and he goes, you know, it's just nice to win one sometimes. And, 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 and you're just like, you look at his fat face and you're like. <laughs> you know, the greatest episode of The Office of all time is when Holly thinks that he's, he's having he's, his special needs. His special needs. You, you I love drive? when she tapped Yes, I do. I love it when she goes, and that means with this $1.50, you get anything in the top row of the vending machine. And he goes, hmm. <laughs> that like, makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> I so like, anyway so yeah so basically kevin malone gets his sakura blossoms and so we get to and so so this is like basically remind us what the one piece formula is hopefully you're getting it and i'm going to spell it out for everybody out here because i've cracked the code mm-hmm. first create a lull they're on the ship nothing's happening second you have the straw hats have a reason to stop whether that be food whether that be a doctor whether that be any number of things they need a reason to stop at an island third introduce a villain no, but not just any villain. This person has to be a cruel, narcissistic MFR that shows the cruelty of the world, essentially. Mm-hmm. This person is injustice personified. And this mm-hmm. person does not care about suffering. That's the point of a villain like that, of a one piece villain. Fourth, you make you you nerf the crew a little bit. You handicap one of them. Like in Arlong Park, you make Luffy's foot somehow go into the cement before the fight even starts. Right. And, you know, this one, you make give them hypothermia. You split them up, something like that, because you don't right. want it to be just so easy for them to, to win. Then you have the villain pontificate on how hope isn't possible. Cruelty is an inevitability. And freedom is just a facade. Mm-hmm. From there, Luffy goes ahead and makes a declarative statement about Nakama or some BS like that. <laughs> <laughs> you get lots of flashbacks reminding oh, yeah. you that hope exists. Flashbacks are going to be here to stay. They're going to be a third of the episode mm-hmm. from here on out, Garrett. Then Luffy punches the person in the MFing face. <laughs> that is the grand payoff of the, like, yeah, right. you think injustice is real? Well, justice is real. And then finally, everyone gets into like a celebrating party and then they have like a freeze frame with like <laughs> with like mugs of beer right and, and then, we got that at the end of this episode when uh mm-hmm, chopper puts chopstick up chopsticks up his nose and he goes i've never been so happy because <laughs> he's such a he's such an easy easy mind so it's kind of funny to see him in this way so uh we're gonna do basically with with tackling the big three we kind of forego the the we've been noob score for several reasons one is you have to watch it. It doesn't matter what score we give it. You should watch it, period. Right. Um, but this is what I'm going to call the, instead of a Weeba News score, I want to see, I'm going to call this the train station meter, okay? <laughs> and bear with me here, Garrett. What I mean by that is, as you're on this train going forward the track, all of a sudden it's going, you can get off at this station now. <laughs> How much of an urge, knowing that this thing is almost a thousand episodes long, how would you, if, as someone who's going through One Piece at to this point, is this an arc that makes you kind of want to jump off the train and just stop altogether? Or was it enough to keep your attention so you stay on the train just a little bit longer? It's 100% enough to keep you on the train. Yeah, it is not, yeah. You're not jumping the shark at any point. You know, there's... You're still introducing characters. You you haven't stretched it out to a point where you're just literally walking through a desert for episodes, but we're right. getting close. Yeah. Uh, but no, um, it's a solid, it's a solid arc. Uh, there is some flashbacks, but it's not too drawn out. You, you, you do gain, um, you gain more insight into the back of the yeah. characters. A uh, little heads up, though, if you guys like Zoro or Usopp, I don't know why you would like Usopp, right. but if you like either of those characters, they are not a big part of this arc. Yeah, I think it's because there's not a lot of villains in this one. There's only like three bad guys that yeah. you don't need them per se. Like right. Sanji's there to fight Marimo, Luffy's there to fight 
Walpole, but then Walpole puts two of them together to make so there's only one, two villains. Right. It, it's really like you're never worried about the villain and, and Chopper. It's just there to show off Chopper's coolness. Yes. Um, and also, are you excited for a new Straw Hat member? Are you excited that he's part of the team now? When we watched this seven years ago, I found this annoying. I did too when I first started watching, yes. I didn't find it annoying this time. Mm. I found it charming. I agree. I agree. And I, yeah. And I'm not, I, I sort of, I'm sort of remembering, I'm not always going to like Chopper's uh, contribution because if I'm not mistaken, there's going to be a whole lot of times with like self doubt ahead and where he's Mm. like, Oh, you said something nice about me. Vogue, Vogue, Vogue. Right. Where he poses and that'll probably get on my nerves a little bit, but also the healer of the group. So he's more the guy that's like there to like stand next to you as you're hurt and be like, I'm going to heal you. Like that's when when you drop to, when you drop to a knee, he stands next to you and holds X like in gears of war. (laughs) Brings you back. Like in borderlands where it's like, you know, as the guy's fighting for their life, you're just getting the bar up, (laughs) healing your partner. Yeah. It's he's Uh, basically the healer of the group, but no, no, it's uh, I think he's a solid addition. I mean, heck. So now you've got uh, a clueless captain, right? You've got the fighter in total. You've got the chef and Sanji. Right. So what you're stating right now are the three that are like, these guys are monsters. They're insanely strong yep. as part of the power structure of right. the Straw Hats. Keep going. Uh, you've got Nami, who's the navigator. Right. Uh, and you've got Usopp, who is a piece of garbage. <laughs> and Nami's the burbs. What, what is <laughs> what is Usopp's actual function. He's the sharpshooter. So he's the guy that's very good at targeting. So he's the long distance. Yeah, but guy. he does it with a freaking um, slingshot. I will tell you this. My favorite arc is Water 7. Usopp gets less useless then. And then there's a giant time skip. And then he gets kind of awesome. So you have to kind of bear. I with... don't know if I can believe that, but we'll have to. <laughs> but get... also, once again, it's about balance, right? So so yeah. now you have two characters that are generally weak. They're not necessarily strong. They do their things like one is a very good sharpshooter, which you might need. One's a good cat burglar navigator. You definitely need that person, but they're not fighters. Right. Chopper is in the middle. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. he's a good fighter, but that's not why he's there. Right. right? He's strong, but he's not Zoro, Sanji, uh, you know, Luffy strong, and he's also naive. So he's not even like he's got the the weird will that Usopp has. He's going to kind of bubble. He's going to kind of like a little bit during his right. fights. So I would say, yeah, he he's like the perfect like in between guy for this crew. I hope you agree with that. I do. I, I mean, I think I do. Uh, we'll find out, huh? <laughs> we will as we go from jungle to the snowy mountain to the desert. And let me tell you, Garrett, if you didn't like flashbacks before. Oh, man. <laughs> in particular, I do remember there being a lot of desert episodes where you're like, you can just skip these like seven in a row. Garrett, the amount of times I'm going to be like, you, I'm not even, I'm going to be like, you can skip the first seven minutes of all of these episodes. Oh, that's, that's, how, that's right. That's right. Because they literally say, this is what happened up until this point. And yes, you need to know this stuff. But, and technically, these were like weekly episodes. In, yep. in Japan, mm-hmm. but when you watch them back to back, you're like, I've seen this. And you get to basically see, I've had a great life 20 times as opposed to right. just the seven. Uh, so, this also yeah. just gave me a reminder to the folks at home. Um, when Kyle and I originally watched this, it was on Hulu, and Kyle possesses a special trait that not everyone does. Is mm-hmm. At the beginning of the episode, uh, it pl- you get an advertisement, Correct. and then you get the intro and the rehash Mm-hmm. Then it goes to an advertisement again. Mm-hmm. But there used to be a hack where if you fast forwarded to just the right moment at the end of the line of the mm-hmm. the advertisement in the scroll bar at the bottom, you could skip that advertisement. I remember trying it numerous times, never getting it. And Kyle's like, just, just hand it to the master. <laughs> I knew how to get around Hulu's ad stuff, at least for the first parts of these things. And and then eventually had a, I got a, a better paying job and was able to pay for ad free. <laughs> we and uh, you know what's funny is I pay for Hulu Live and I have ads on other Hulu, sh- and I'm just it's like, oh, so that's, annoying. That's so I know annoying. sixty-five bucks a month to have more commercials. Like, Hulu do better. So yeah, as we uh, disembark from the snowy mountains of Drum Island, it is always important to hear your thoughts. 
Where are you in the One Piece adventure? Was this one of the ones that gave you the feels, made you really excited for the new crew member? Or did you think it was a little weird, didn't have as much fighting, and it was a little too abusive for Chopper? Let us know in the comments below because we really want to keep the conversation going, especially for One Piece. Durr, it's a great show. You can follow us on all of our social media, including on Twitter at Weeb underscore Doom, or you can follow us on Instagram at Wamba Podcast. You can also check us out every Tuesday at noon on anchor.fm slash Podcast or anywhere your podcast is found. But make sure when you do, please give us a five, 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 no me review, point review. And it really helps uh, get our, our thing risen up and it allows us to really get seen by more people. I, it really does help us out, folks. So even though we say do it and it seems facetious, please do it. It helps us out. So as we close this chapter, we head off to Alabasta for the night. What is your final thoughts on Drum Island? I'm really glad we've restored the health of my beloved Nami-san! <laughs> so as the Sanji of the group, we, you approve. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to be uh, riding our Santa sleigh, turning into bison, uh, shooting Sakura Blossoms into the sky. All in all, to wish you all a fantastic see you next week. Take care, y'all. <laughs>